Chicago 15, slot right, single receiver, Hester to the left. Press coverage, snap to Haney, throws it over the middle. Wisconsin Sports Trilogy presents the Packers Trilogy Podcast. Hey, all Packer fans, what's going on? Welcome to the Packers Trilogy Podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy, the podcast for diehard Packer fans by diehard Packer fans. I'm your host, Trevor. You can find me on Twitter at Bender underscore Trevor. And as always, you can find our podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Trilogy underscore pod. We are back. We've got our preview for the Denver Broncos game on Sunday afternoon. It's a 325 kick. Um, Obviously, that's central Lambeau time. Um, And I'm I'm excited to be back to do a preview. Um, It's just, this is not a particularly fun matchup, like (laughs) um, the way these teams have been playing. Now, I think I think the Packers can and will start to play better. Um, I said it before the Raiders game, and I hate saying it again, but this needs to be a game where they, you know, I hate using cliche terms, but a get-right game, right? This needs to be a game that this team gets right. The defense plays well and the offense plays well because we haven't really seen that yet where both play really well the whole game. You know, we've seen it in stretches, a quarter, maybe a half, you know, against the Saints, that fourth quarter, they played incredible together. Both the defense and offense was fantastic in that fourth quarter. You know, you think back to the Bears game. The second half was incredible, but the first half, not so much, right? So it's, they just got to put together a complete game, and we have not seen that yet. And I want to see... More importantly in this one, I want to see this offense put together a game plan. Importantly, uh, we'll just go to this right away. Importantly, Aaron Jones, not on the injury report um, as I record this podcast. So great, great news there. Um, Not listing him on the injury report almost certainly means he's a full go. He's back. He should be be 100% go in this one. and we'll see, but I think that's uh, I think that's why we didn't see him on Monday night because they're like, let's just get through this bye week and get you back afterwards because we want you 100% after the bye um, rather than maybe having to deal with this more longer term if, if we go into it too soon. So the injury report for the Packers – all questionable, these next four players, all on defense. Devontae Wyatt, uh, Quay Walker, Devondre Campbell, and Darnell Savage. Um, all questionable. And then uh, Eric Stokes on the PUP still. Um, I do not believe 
he will be back. I mean, he could be back for this game, I guess. Um, we haven't seen anything about them elevating him um, off of PUP onto the active roster. Um, if they would do that, I believe they would have to send someone down or release someone. Uh, so we'll see on that. Um, but I do believe he gets a three-week window. This is week two, um, I believe. Or maybe they count the bye week. I'm not 100% sure. So um, maybe Eric Stokes back this game I think is is nice. I don't think we're going to see him you know, out there on 100% of snaps on defense. Um, but if he's active, I do think you'll see him in, in obvious passing downs, maybe things like that, kind of ease him back into the action and see how he does and how he responds. Um, and it'll be interesting to see. I think um, as Packer fans, I think we – we obviously want to see Eric Stokes get back into the action, um, but we're also going to watch, is he the same explosive player, right? Is he still that insane four two eight athlete or whatever he ran at the 40 because he's just been extremely fast, and that's how he's, you know, in his rookie year. Now, before the injury last year, he didn't look as good, but during his rookie year, he looked really good because he could just rely on his speed. It allowed him to be a little bit more aggressive because he knew he could make it up because he's faster than 99% of the receivers in the NFL. So um, it'll be interesting to see if we get him back in this one and how much he plays. And then I think importantly, we got to figure out <laughs> Quay Walker, Devondre Campbell. We'd be really nice to get both of those guys back, right? Because Isaiah McDuffie, I thought played well, maybe not well, but you know, better than I would have expected him to play personally uh, against the Raiders. I don't think it was anything great. You know, kind of replacement level is what I would say he played at against the Raiders. But <laughs> you want Quay or Devondre in there instead of Isaiah McDuffie. So, like, if we can get both those guys back, I think that's very important. And then, like I said, um, Devontae Wyatt and Darnell Savage also out um, and questionable in this game. So we'll see what happens there. The Broncos, um, Greg Dolchich, the tight end, doubtful. Uh, they have two safeties, Kareem Jackson and one you probably know, Justin Simmons, uh, questionable. And then Baron Browning is on the PUP as well. So that's where we're at um, on the injury front for this game going into it. Um, as I was looking into this game and this Broncos team, I just, like, initially, the first thing I did, I just pulled up ESPN in their, like, um, GameCast thing where it goes through different, like, stats and different things of each team and what they've done in the last five games, all this kind of stuff. Um, and, it you know, it breaks down total yards, yards allowed, all that kind of stuff um, for averages for the games and all that kind of stuff and then it breaks down season leaders for um individual stats for like passing yards rushing yards receiving yards one thing that stood out to me when i was looking at the rushing yards um aj Dillon is the leading rushing yards for the packers which i don't think that should surprise anyone with aaron jones playing effectively one game and whatever fraction you want to give one eighth of the lions game <laughs> um I think we expected A.J. Dillon to have the most, and he's got 64 carries for 194 yards. I believe that that's three yards a carry, and he has a touchdown. Jaleel McLaughlin, which unless you're watching like Red Zone or really into um, the NFL and watch 
all the games and, and pay attention to that, you might not know who that is. Um, but Jaleel McGoffin is the Broncos rushing yards leader so far this season. Now Javante Williams is on his way back, and I think he will end the season as their number one back. But um, just as of right now, because he was working his way back from his knee injury, uh, Jaleel McLaughlin has gotten a lot of run early in the season. He has 190 yards, so four less yards than A.J. Dillon. He also has a touchdown. He did this on less than half of his the carries that A.J. Dillon had. So A.J. Dillon, 64 for 194 in a touchdown. Jaleel McLaughlin, 29 carries, 29 versus 64 for 190 in a touchdown. So, like, this is this is why I've been so frustrated with A.J. Dillon. Because Jaleel McLaughlin can go for six plus a carry. <laughs> and I get it. It's a small sample size, things like that. And he's probably not going to do that throughout the majority of the season, right? But we're five weeks in, six weeks in uh, for the Broncos. They've played six games. Obviously, the Packers had their bye, so they've only played five. But, I mean, what are we doing here? We, we can't match the production of Jaleel McLaughlin. I know the offensive line hasn't been great, all that kind of stuff, right? But just, oh, man, man, oh, man, oh, man. It's it's just a tough, tough look for me for A.J. Dillon. He's just got to be better. I do think Matt LaFleur has got to put him in, you know, you kind of got to change the run game for A.J. Dillon. You can't do um, a lot of the things that they like to do with Aaron Jones with A.J. Dillon because he's just not that type of back. Um and I think the other thing is is the offensive line excels at bl- blocking those outside zones and things like that. They're a lot better at that. Um, and they just aren't as good as the, you know doing the duo and the power up the middle. Um, they're a little bit better at getting outside and doing those types of things in that, you know, out, like I said, outside zone running scheme that you do with Aaron Jones. Um, but A.J. Dillon just isn't going to thrive in that. And, you know, having your back thrive in one thing and your offensive line thrive in another, it just makes it tough to run the football. So hopefully with Aaron Jones back, they can sprinkle in A.J. Dillon and he can be a little bit more effective. I mean, obviously that would be the hope. I personally would like to see not full drives given to A.J. Dillon. Like, have him come in in different situations rather than just being like, oh, Aaron Jones is going to get two drives, A.J. Dillon's going to get one, and back and forth like that. Like, I don't I don't like that division of labor. Labor Like, then you're basically taking away a part of your play calling sheet as Matt LaFleur with, and it's a big chunk when you have A.J. Dillon out there for a drive. Like, I get resting him, but, like, have Aaron Jones out there on first and second down and then throw A.J. Dillon out there. Or have A.J. Dillon out there for a couple snaps and then throw Aaron Jones in. I just think a little bit more of a constant rotation rather than a series-to-series rotation I think would be uh, a good thing for this offense and for the two running backs. I think it would be nice to not have Aaron Jones, you know, have to touch the ball 12 times in a row um, and give him a little bit of a break but also still having him out there on every drive. You know, obviously if it's a three and out and, you know, you just happen to have A.J. Dillon in on those three plays, like that's not a huge deal. But, you know, on a 12-play drive, Aaron Jones has to touch the ball um, because he's clearly the biggest playmaker on this team and we've been needing that playmaking aspect since week one in Chicago when he went out. So, 
we um that's just one thing that stood out to me is like that this is why I've been frustrated with AJ Dillon is because Jaleel McLaughlin is having a much much better season um on a lot less carries but basically the same amount of yards so that's just something I saw there um the teams as a whole so the Packers we know right the offense is very inconsistent the highs are very very good the lows are you know, three and out, three and out, three and out, three and out. <laughs> um, so it's it's very inconsistent, but we see flashes from this offense, right? I don't think even the most cynical Packer fan is, isn't going to be like, yeah, I mean, they just, they never flash. They do. This offense has flashed. Fourth quarter against the the Saints, the third quarter against the Falcons, the second half against the Bears, you know, in that second half kind of against the Lions, you know, after not doing anything, scoring three points off of basically they get an interception on the first drive on defense and the Packers don't move the ball and kick the field goal. So that's not on the offense getting the points, right? Uh, that's all on the defense. So they score nothing in the first half and then they go out and, you know, drop 17. Not super impressive, but for a half, right? That's not it's not a terrible thing. So, like, that's kind of what I'm looking at is, like, this offense can move the ball. They can score points. It's just it hasn't been consistent, and that's what we need. And and we need Matt LaFleur, Jordan Love to kind of be on the same page of being, like, how do we get consistent? Is, is it just Aaron Jones coming back and having a guy that we can, you know, drop it off to, you know, the wide receivers aren't able to get open, tight ends aren't open downfield, and now Jordan Love can throw it to Aaron Jones, and that's enough to get consistent because we're not throwing to A.J. Dillon? Like, that could be because Aaron Jones is is that explosive and fun of a player. Um, but I just – hopefully over the bye week, this is something they worked on is consistency. I love the fact that we're taking shots downfield and – Eventually, Jordan's going to start hitting him. He's not going to hit him at a clip that Aaron Rodgers did. This was something at Utah State where his deep ball accuracy was inconsistent, just like it has been this year. Um, but I, so it's not something I expect to be like he's going to be amazing at, like best in the NFL at, like Aaron Rodgers used to be. Um, but I do expect it to get better and that he's going to be able to hit those plays on a decent clip because I think if you stop throwing those deep balls, defenses are going to be like, have fun checking it down. And like, you're not going to move the ball on us because we know you're not going to throw it deep. They need to keep throwing it deep. We just need Jordan to start connecting on it. And I don't think he's far off. Like the, it clearly, clearly this offense is going to be able to affect defenses deep. Christian Watson showed it in that Raiders game. It's just Jordan missed him on a few deep balls. Um, now, like one of them, I heard people talking about how terrible of a throw he had to Christian Watson in that Raiders game on the deep ball because Christian kind of had to turn back around the other way. And, like, I get it. It's not where you want it. But he's throwing that ball fucking 60 yards downfield. Like, at a certain point, as a wide receiver, you need to adjust and read that relatively early and get yourself in position to make a play because you you try to throw a football 30 yards to where you want it and now double that shit. Like, I, I know you're not NFL quarterbacks and, like, we're not athletes, all that kind of stuff, right? But at the same point, you have to realize how difficult this is um, to do this. 
Aaron Rodgers can do it. Pat Mahomes can do it. Josh Allen can do it on a relatively re- regular basis. But there isn't a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL right now that hit 50 to 60 yarders in the air throws consistently. Like the Dolphins offense scores so many points and they have, you know, 50 to 70 yard touchdowns seemingly every game. But Tua isn't throwing the ball 50 to 60 yards down the field. He's throwing it 35 yards, and Tyreek Hill is just taking it the rest of the way, right? Even their goal balls, he's typically throwing a little bit earlier. He's throwing 30 to 40 yards down the field, which is still not an easy throw. But now add 20 yards on that and see if you can catch up. You know, Tyreek Hill is very, very fast. You know what? So is Christian Watson. Trying to spot that ball is not, not an easy, easy thing. I do think... Um, Jordan has to be better and I think he will be better, but also at the same point, I think your, your wide receiver needs to help you out a little bit, like read the ball and go get it. Like on the, on that last interception in the Raiders game, he just like turned around and watched the DB intercept the ball, go up and get the fucking ball, dude. Come on, compete, go up and high point that ball. And at the very least, knock it away and give yourself another chance. So now it's fourth and ten, and we have a chance to still win the game. But instead, you just jump lazily and don't go after the ball, and continue to float away and make let the DB have an easy interception. So again, I'm not evolving or uh, making Jordan Love seem like he's doing just fine. He he needs to be better 100. Um, percent But I do think he could get some help from his wide receivers, not dropping balls pointing the ball I think he could get some help from his offensive line after you know we don't have uh, Aiden Hutchinson or Max Crosby in this game to to get after the quarterback so hopefully the offensive line looks better in pass protection he feels like he can trust himself in the pocket um, and and hopefully he can carve up this defense who hasn't been very good um, I look back you know they're one in five right the their only win is against the Bears where the Bears put up 28 in the first half and didn't score the rest of the game, and the Broncos were able to come back somehow. <laughs> um, but then you look at this game that they just played against the Chiefs Thursday night last week, and they score eight points. They scored in the fourth quarter. Um, Russell Wilson's stat line is horrid. 13 of 22 for 95 yards, a touchdown and two interceptions. Um, and the Chiefs, like... Yeah, Pat Mahomes threw an interception, but they moved the ball 30 of 40 for 306 yards and a touchdown. They didn't really score a lot of field goals in this one. They had four field goals. They didn't really score, but they moved the ball up and down the field. Travis Kelsey, 9 for 124. Isaiah Pacheco, 16 carries for 62 yards. Like, they moved the ball. They just didn't score. Um, I don't know that that's really a... Uh, showing of the Broncos' defense. Um, obviously, they were able to stop them in those key situations. But previously to this, just listen to the scores that they allowed against them. 31, 28, 70, 35, and then a nice uh, 17, I guess, against the Raiders in Week 1. But it's just this defense has allowed a lot of points, and they allowed a lot of yards to the Chiefs, they just were able to keep them out of the end zone. So to me, the Packers need to be able to move the ball and then let's score when we get in the red zone, right? And and the Packers, outside of 
the Raiders game, I believe, they had been perfect in the red zone. They've been scoring on every red zone drive, uh, scoring touchdowns more specifically. Um, so I, I do think that's something to keep an eye on. Um, but this defense is just not good. <laughs> like you can't, you can't go through this even with one decent game against the Chiefs, where the Chiefs only score 19, 31, 28, 70, 35. That's just, it's not going to cut it. <laughs> it's just not going to cut it. It's um, this defense. I don't know what happened. They were a top five unit, maybe even better, in the league last year, and they are like the worst defense in the league this year. So it's just one of those things. Um, and then on the other side of the ball, you know, you expected Sean Payton to come in and, and be really good and have this offense be really good. They're not. <laughs> uh, as a whole, this this Broncos team is negative 71 in terms of point differential. Now, the Packers haven't been good in that regard either, but they're at zero. <laughs> They're two and three, and they have a zero. They've allowed 113, and they scored 113 points so far this season. So it's just the the Broncos don't have anything good to hang their hats on. Like the Packers have been inconsistent on both offense and defense, but their highs have been good and something that you can hang your hat on, even though it hasn't been as often as you want that to be. The Broncos just haven't been good flat out. They've allowed 200 points so far this season, obviously inflated by that um, Dolphins game where they allow 70. <laughs> but no one else is really that close. Uh, the Carolina Panthers, I guess, are a pretty terrible defense. They've allowed 186. But outside of that, it's like 30 points is the next closest <laughs> uh, defense in terms of points against. So, like... This defense has been awful, and this offense hasn't been nearly good enough to to help their defense in any way. So, to me, this is, you know, I said, like I said, I said it last week, you have to beat the Raiders. They didn't. But the Raiders are at least respectable defensively. The, the Broncos have not been. And this offense, Jordan Love, Aaron Jones, Christian Watson, Luke Musgrave, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed, we need to have a big game, and we need to move the ball consistently. And then just on the defensive side of the ball for the Packers, I think if you slow down the run game, Russell Wilson is not the Russell Wilson of 2014, 2015, 2016, whatever. Whenever his he was really, really good, right? He's not that guy. He, he hasn't been for the last year and a half now, and I just – I don't see how this Broncos team can score enough if this offense just goes out and doesn't shoot themselves in the foot. Stop with the holding penalties. You know, get ahead of the sticks. You know, make an easy first down play. You know, get to second and five, and let's move the sticks. Stay ahead of the sticks. Don't let this defense, you know, feel like they have an edge on you in any way. Just be good early, early in downs. Make it easier for yourself to move the ball on third downs, and let's go out and get a win in this one. Um, I don't have too much else. I just think it's um, a few things. Consistency on offense, not shooting yourselves in the foot, getting rid of a lot of stupid penalties, especially pre-snap penalties, um, and then try to get rid of some of the holding penalties. Stay ahead of the sticks. Hit a couple big plays. Um, you know, 
this is I'm looking specifically at Jordan Love. Make the throw. Like we don't have to hit it 100 percent of the time. No quarterback is gonna hit 35 plus yard uh, throws. You know, 35, 50, 60 yard throws at 100 percent clip. It's impossible. <laughs> um, it's hard enough to to be 100 percent when you're just throwing five yards from the line of scrimmage. Ask Ask Justin Fields on that one. Um, but I do, I do think that if we can get a little bit of consistency hitting that deep ball, you know, if we throw, if we throw five of them, let's hit two of them, right? That's, I don't think that's 40%. I don't think that's crazy. Let's hit two of them. If we throw five deep balls and three of them should be to Christian Watson. And then if you have a schemed up something to Luke Musgrave or Jaden Reed or Romeo Dobbs, like the rest doesn't matter, but most of them should be to Christian Watson because you don't really have to, you can, you certainly can scheme it up for him, but you really don't have to. You can just say Christian run <laughs> because he's going to outrun the defense, right? So, um, Jordan, we need to, we need to connect on a few of those. And then, um, if that happens, it's just, this is something that I talked about in the preseason, right? This is, this offense is going to be up and down. And I thought they would have, they've been up and down, but I thought they'd have some of these big, big plays and they did against the Raiders, but, um, you know, there was still a lot of opportunities to hit more. So if they just hit it, like I said, 35, 40% clip, because it feels like we're batting about 15% here, um, on these deep balls, like we're not hitting them at off often at all. If we can double or close to triple, um, our percentages there, like then we're going to start to be this offense that, yeah, they can go in spells of not being able to move the ball. But if, if you're not paying attention defensively, they're going to hit a deep ball on you. And you know, that's this kind of stuff that changes games, right? You know, you can move the ball up and down the field. And, and if you can do those 10 play drives, you know, relatively consistently, that's going to be awesome. But then get the the two plays 80 yards touchdown drive, right? You, you hand it off to Aaron Jones. He gets 15 on the first one. Then the defense is like, well, shit. Now you come out and you play action them and Christian Watson deep for a touchdown, right? Like that's the kind of stuff that you want to start seeing. You want to see the high, high flashes. And like I said in this episode, we have seen the high, high flashes. We really have of this offense. But we haven't seen the highest because we haven't hit these deep balls with any sort of consistency. And this is what I want to see Jordan Love do in this game. Um, and if that happens, this offense is going to look really, really good. Uh, granted, against a bad defense, but that's what you—that's the defense you have in front of you. So let's go do it. And I haven't talked a ton about our defense, but slow down the run game and make Russell Wilson beat you because he can't. He's not that guy anymore. He's not going to beat you. Stop the run make Russell Wilson beat you and he won't and we'll come away with a big dub in Denver and then just looking ahead which I think is important um just looking ahead because you win this game then you have the Vikings a Rams team that's kind of been up and down and a Rams team that you can beat a Steelers team you know the defense is good but the offense is not good um, you have this stretch of four games and it should have been five with the Raiders that you can win four of those games, right? If you do Raiders through, uh, Steelers, 
you should be able to win four of those games. Well, they lost against the Raiders. So let's go win these next four. Have a different kind of mantra and have the confidence in the offense and all that kind of stuff going a little bit when we hit a tough stretch in mid to late November, uh, starting with the Chargers on the 19th of November, then Thanksgiving Day in Detroit, and then the Chiefs after that, and then it lightens up again after that. But we need to have a nice little run here, play well, beat the Broncos, and really I think you should beat the doors off the Broncos, then go and beat your rival in Minnesota, or in Green Bay but against Minnesota, and then we don't really – it would be nice to beat both the Rams and the Steelers, um, but let's go You know, win our home games, right? Beat the Broncos, win our home games, and then you got the Steelers – coming up after that so just a little look ahead but I'm very very excited for this game and like I said I expect I expect this offense to be very good final prediction the Packers are going to win this game and the Packers are going to win 35 to 14 and it's going to be 35 14 Packers and it's going to be 35 to 7 like mid to late in the fourth quarter. I think the Packers are going to dominate this game. Um, and maybe that's just my very biased Packer fandom coming out there. But I think the Packers are going to are gonna beat the doors off this Broncos team. Um, and I, I think just for Packer Nation, that's just what we need. So that's what I'm going to predict. Make sure you're checking us out um, next week. Like I said, Instant Reaction Podcast may or may not come up on Monday. Uh, like I said, Sunday is actually the the day of the Packer game is actually my anniversary. So um, if I don't get something up, I will have stuff up later in the week. But um, we'll see on the Instant Reaction Pod. But until then, and as always, go Pack Go.